What's going on, everybody? It is Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show and Aftershocks TV. And before we get to this next episode, I just wanted to remind you that I have a book out there called And Other Things I Should Not Say. It is about the absolute debauchery that raged in my world when I was stationed overseas in Korea, as well as a little bit of Arizona and some basic training and AIT stories as well. It's kind of my military book. It is wild, friends. I'm going to tell you now, it is definitely not biblical reading. <laughs> so make sure you go over and get it. It's on Amazon.com or my website, Chris Aiken Books, and other things I should not say. Get it now if you're bold enough to dare, all right? All right, here's the episode you actually came to see. We doing a... Uh you know, a fuck around show here. Well, you know, whatever, whatever, um, you guys want to talk about, I am game to talk about, you know, I'm, I had no plan and no topics and no nothing ready to go tonight because that's all Neely's job. And Neely is just fucked with this computer. Uh, this is, this is turning, turning ugly in a real fucking quick hurry, but that's okay. Because you guys will either call or you won't. And if you don't, then I'll just go and play more tunes for a little while. And then I'll go to fucking bed. It's all good to me. You know, that's that's good to me. Look in the chat room, PC. What's next? Blackmore doing Green Acres. Well, we did hear some. What was that that they played? Popeye the Sailor Man? The fuck was that? Who the fuck plays Popeye the Sailor Man in their, <laughs> in their concert? <laughs> Uh, as fire, I tried to get John, but he's not awake, I guess. You know, I texted him a couple times, but he didn't wake up, and I don't want to wake him up. You know, it is fucking midnight, midnight 30 here, but phone number is in the chat room if anybody wants to call it, and if not, not, you know. Can we just hear heavy shit? Nah, I'm not in the mood for super heavy shit. I might play some in a bit, but there we go. Hello, you're on the air. Who is this? Hey, what's going on, Chris? This is Death's Head Revisited. What is up, man? How are you? Oh, pretty good. How are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm having just a fine fucking night. <laughs> it sounds like it. it sounds like it. Oh, <laughs> good, Technical man. gremlins and all. Yeah, oh, whatever. Is what it is. It happens on occasion. But what do you want to talk about, man? You throw the topic and I will answer it. All right. Hey, I, I just want to talk about, you know, it's probably overdone a bit, but some of the, the political correctness. Yeah. crap going on you know the the, the communist uh, like crackdown that we've seen happening lately it's it's uh it's been kind of tough man but you know all the alternative platforms that everyone is talking about i highly encourage everyone to go i mean i know again you know he's kind of talked about this to death but been using gab lately when it's up it's great uh downloaded a browser the other day brave i don't know if you've yeah, heard of it but, I, I use brave yeah. yeah it seems like it has some good features you know you know security anonymity and all that kind of good stuff mm -hmm. and uh yeah i'm trying to do the same thing just de-googleize and all that you know uh no facebook no twitter yeah um i do i have one a fake facebook account but i use it just for fucking around with two friends right other than that you know it's like there's no point to it anymore and i mean i was i was telling the wife the other day 20 years ago we didn't i, I did just fine without google or any of these social media yeah. sites so well, you know, I, I mean, dude, there's a, there's a, there's a lot going on. And, and obviously, 
anybody can live without this shit. The, the key is, is simply that we've gotten very used to having it. You know, it's, it's really convenient when you, I don't know when, when, if you, if you got a family and you want to throw up pictures of your kids in the birthday party and you want all your closest friends and your family to see, well, here's, here's little Susie fucking blowing out the candles or whatever, you know, that's really convenient. And, and even, even if you're more of a partier, it's super convenient to throw up a fucking party invite on Facebook and just, instead of calling a hundred fucking people, you know, sure, it just is, but we got to get out of it. We just got to get out of the, out of the habit. And I mean, and, and that's, that's to me that it's, it's just one part of the plan. The other thing that we have to do, and, and it's a longer term process, is we have to hit them where it hurts. These guys could say that they all want free speech and they want this and they want that and they want, you know, they could say anything that they want. But if they're not making any fucking money, they're going to back the fuck up. Because first and foremost, these all these fucking communist leftist fucks, they're only looking for two things, power and money. And money gives them the power. So, so you have to make yeah. changes, man. And, you know, and, and it's hard. I, I'm not going to make any bones about it. It's, it's hard, dude. I, like I said, at the beginning of the show, I, I took the bold step of canceling my social media presence for my brick and mortar business, pinball PA, you know, and, and and that took a lot of phone calls with people and some of my staff were not real happy with me because, you know, they know that it's going to hurt awareness at least short term, you know? Sure. And so, but what do you do? Do you stick to your principles or do you, and, and keep feeding this monster, you know, or do you, do you pull off as a platform? And, and I know fucking Twitter doesn't give two fucks about pinball PA, a little small business in Pennsylvania. But if enough people do it and, you know, I was listening to uh, Dan Bongino this week. He's a, he's a commentator guy. And, oh, and sure. I know who he is. yeah, and he's uh he's like a part owner of parlor and he was explaining what they look for and what they, what they sell to advertisers to, you know, to come on their platform and they don't sell, they don't sell the number of users on a platform anymore. That's not, that's not what advertising people, people that are going to write off a check for $100,000 or a quarter million dollars to advertise their product. That's not what they look for on a social media platform. What they look for is, what did he call it? A DUA, a daily usage allowance or something like that. DU something, yeah, daily use. Yeah, daily. Like how many times people go to the site and how long they're on it, things right. like that, those kind of analytics. How many people per day are actively using the site? So if you pull off it, you know, I, I, and th this was one of the things that this guy banged home that I thought was really smart and important. He said, he said, you know, cut off what you can. If you can cut YouTube off, cut it off. If you can cut Twitter off, cut it off, close your account, whatever. If you can't, for whatever reason, maybe you have family that's in another country or something and it's just you know, cheaper or more efficient for you to have a private Twitter account that you only communicate with your family with, then keep it, but just don't feed the monster. Don't, don't give them five visits a day 
you know, and, and all kinds of comments and feedback that they can use when they sell, take that away from them. You know, it was not a very, it was not a big surprise that when, um, when they banned president Trump two weeks ago, or was it two Yeah. Two weeks ago that that next week, Twitter and Facebook, just the two companies lost $51 billion in fucking value. It, oh, sure. You know, Definitely. you know, I, I mean, you, you, you have to, you have to just make those moves and, 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 it, and it's bigger than just Twitter and Facebook. And that, and that's one thing I keep, I keep trying to beat home to everybody. And I hope everybody is, is paying attention to it. You know, things like Neely and I were saying a little bit earlier, you got to go to a small bank. If you can don't stay with fucking PNC, don't stay with chase. Don't stay with, you know, the biggest banks that are the, and the easiest way to figure out who to stay with and who not to, as far as I'm concerned, is is do a duck duck go look up for them of how much money they contributed to to the Communist Party, to the to the Democratic Party. You know, well, that's that's what I want. That's what I wanted to say. I mean, uh, I was saying that too to people that I know. I mean, 73 or 75 million voters that voted for Donald Trump is a big block of buying power and, yeah. and it's influential whether people want to admit that or not and uh if if we do what the left has been doing for 50 years which is kind of being uh an activist with your pocketbook so to speak sure. i mean uh glad and organizations like that were able to bend companies to their will when like they didn't like what uh what was their name back in the 70s i, I can't think of her name right now um anita bryant i think was their spokesperson she was very christian Okay. anti-gay yeah. and they got wind of it and basically not only uh you know got her removed as the spokesperson but more or less like ran her out of town you know ran her to like mm -hmm. wherever she is branson missouri or something now right and uh you know that was kind of the beginning of them showing the marketplace hey if we don't like what's going on we're gonna boycott your product we're gonna letter writing campaigns we're gonna you know spread the news throughout our communities and and turn people against you unless you do what we want well to a degree, I mean, we have that same power as well. When you go to buy sure. a product, you every time you spend money on something, you have a choice. Mm -hmm. If you have a range of products to choose from, it takes a little time and effort, but you can do what they do. Like you said, you can do some research and you can find out, hey, you know, this product I like to buy, what does this company support? What do they give to? Yeah. You know, and you might find out they support something you don't agree with. And essentially, every time you buy that product, you're fueling their effort to do that you know and mm -hmm. if you find another problem well, hey they support conservative causes or the nra or whatever it is that you're into you can go that way and that and then not only do that but then also make it known that you're doing that you know sure. if you find a company that isn't you know doing things your way that you're a fan of you know feel free to write to them and say hey i'm boycotting you and i'm telling 20 people to boycott you for this reason yeah you know and it's just that type of thing it's all the boring stuff that nobody wants to do, which is what's going to take the effort. You know, I mean, conservatives notoriously aren't into like organizing and now we're too busy working, you know, to go right. out there and protest and things like that. And, you know, even the dumb things, the, the, the common council meetings, the, the planning commission meetings, I mean, they go on in everybody's town probably twice a week. Right. And they're long and they're boring, but that's where all the decisions get made. And it's like, you don't like, like what's going on at the local level that's your opportunity to go there and say, Hey, you know, you get three minutes to speak and you know, I, I don't want this going on in my town or whatever, but nobody does it. So they just get away with whatever they want. You right. Know? No, you're right. And, you know, so it's, it's, it, it takes effort and it takes getting out there, but 
that's where the left got smart 50 years ago. You know, they, they weaseled their way into all these different positions of power. And now we see kind of how, you know, I mean, I didn't really see it coming from the tech side. I mean, most of the tech people I knew back in the day were really not like these people. I don't know where these people came from, mm -hmm. but um, wherever they came from, it's, it's a nightmare. So, well, and the thing is, is, is most of the tech people, I, I mean, I obviously know a ton of tech people because it's my job, you know, and, and I deal with tech people all the time. And the truth is most of the tech people are absolutely horrified by this stuff. You know, it's, it's only the ones that have the most money and have the most power that they can wield. But I, I can tell you unequivocally that mid-level ASP programmer is not thinking that this is a good thing to be censoring because that, because on that level, they understand that eventually it's going to come down to what they believe in, whatever that is. You know, people yeah. are not stupid. They, they know what's coming. The, the hardest thing people have to do right now is to start making simple, what I call simple moves, you know, it's, it's and it's the littlest, tiniest things that will make a difference. Don't do searches on Google. Use DuckDuckGo. Use whatever else. There's other ones that are out there. Use the center. I, before Google, I used to use Dogpile, you know, and sure. it might not be the greatest thing now, but now I use DuckDuckGo and we use it a few times. You get used to it. There's mm -hmm. no functional difference between that and Google. I mean, you get literally the same results. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, it, and it's little things like that. Don't use Google Chrome. Use use Brave. Use Tor. Use Decenter. Use, you know, there's a million other ones that are out there. The, you know, take the easy ones that you can do now and then work on the hard ones. Like, I, I'll give you a hard one. I'm, you know, I, I, I've been a G Suite guy, Google, Google's email guy for fucking sure. 13 years or what? Since 2008. However many years that is, 12 years. And I have been looking all week long for a, for an email provider. And I know that there's some out there, ProtonMail and stuff like that. But they don't have, you know, I have a 200 gig mailbox. And I use my history a lot. You know, I, I've gotten so used to the Google way of doing things to where when, when I need a password or something that somebody's thrown me, I, you know, I can Google and quickly find out, at least find out the date. And then I can go to my password, you know, my password thing and figure out what date I put it in. And then I could find it, you know, it, it's stuff like that, that I would hate to give up, but you know, I'm going to have to make that move and I'm going to have to somehow figure out a way to whittle down a 200 gig email account to about a 30 gig email account. <laughs> and, you know, and, and is that hard? Of course it's hard. You know, no, but you know what? It's not as hard as being being somebody else's fucking slave. Well, that's true. I mean, and, you know, we've done other tedious things in our technological recent past. I mean, the people, I haven't done this personally yet, but the people have had, you know, and I think you talked about doing it, you know, uh, uh, CD collection, thousands of CDs and like taking the time to actually digitize it, you know, going through each one and getting it saved to a hard drive. And I mean, it's just about as tedious as going through these accounts and, and changing things or backing things up mm -hmm. so you can make it easier, you know, to step off and go to something else. I agree that the ease of use and the popularity of them are the two biggest factors that's, that's going to get in the way of the average person, you know, getting away from it. I, th I think one good thing is probably, I mean, I'm not really, you know, I don't really keep up with what.
you know, teenagers are into. But from what I hear, I mean, to them, like Facebook was lame a long time ago. And sure. I don't think they could care less about Twitter. They're on whatever it is, TikTok and these other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just the adults. It's just, you know, the people who, you know, this our generation, maybe a few years younger, a few years older, grandma, grandpa, they're using it you know, that have kind of adopted it because at some point we were told, hey, it's the thing to do. Everybody right. go over here now. We're like, oh, okay. I mean, you're probably like me. I was on MySpace and it just got to a point mm-hmm. where I didn't have any problem with MySpace. I mean, yeah. you know, some people's pages could be a little loud and things like that, but busy. But I didn't have any problem with it. It was great for finding bands. And then all of a sudden one day it was just kind of like, oh, you know, everybody's, everyone's going over here now. And so after a while, it's like, well, I guess I'll go over there too. Right. I never really had a love affair with Facebook for any reason other than just that's where all my friends went to. Yeah. Now I, and it's weird because I loved it at the beginning. I I thought it was the coolest thing in the world when Facebook really first fired up. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world that I, you know, I had been out of touch with pretty much everybody I went to high school with. I graduated in 86 and I had been pretty much out of touch with everybody since about the day I graduated in 1986, <laughs> you know, I just, I lost touch with everybody. And, and a lot of that was purposeful, but, but when Facebook came along and, and I don't know how long you were on Facebook, but that first wave of Facebook, the first algorithm that I remember them writing was about people you went to high school with, because when okay. you first got that wave of, Hey, you might know this person. It was all people you went to high school with. And it was like, wow, so that's what Kelly's doing. Or let me take a look at, at her. Let me see what this guy's doing or what, you know, and I ended and and I was like everybody else, every dummy. I was like friend, 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 you know, friend, friend and everybody. And then what ended up happening is that it just became more and more data being given and more and more, you know, I was on the phone the other night, just as an example, I was on the phone the other night with, um, with my mom and I was talking about product X, whatever product X was. And then I, I, in the morning I had to go on to Facebook to do some work for my job. And when I, when I went on there, the first thing that popped up on the Facebook was what I had been talking to my mom about the night before. And I was like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck? You know, and, I, and I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm running a VPN on my phone. I'm running a VPN on my computers. I'm, you know, I'm not using Google. You know, I am on an iPhone. I guess they, that still counts. But, you know, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to stay as anonymous as I can. And, and they still know, you know, it's fucking scary. I've had that same experience as well. I mean, I've taken a few web design classes, so I understand a little bit. I mean, probably mm-hmm. it's just enough to be dangerous or a bad web designer to, to know <laughs> how how that works. But at the same token, even though I know how the sausage is made to a degree, it still doesn't make sense because I've had that experience where there are times where I I have, you know, a device with me, but it's turned off mm-hmm. or I'm, I'm not around my computer where, you know, my mic would be picking me up to transmit it to Facebook or something, but you know, maybe there's some other device nearby. I'll be sure as shit, you know, sit Mm -hmm. down at the computer. Next thing you know, there's an ad for what you were just talking about or what you were looking at in the store that I texted my wife about on my phone. It's like, and, and I don't Facebook on my phone or anything. So, you know, 
could be happy coincidence, probably not. And yeah, the more and more of that tracking that goes on, it makes even just using kind of like, um, you know, like I was almost going to suggest if you're going to use Facebook and things like you said, uh, you know, hey, you know, this is what me and the family are up to, or here's pictures of our vacation. That's fine. But even like that incidental usage, mm-hmm. maybe you get trapped. I mean, I heard a while back that um, if you open a browser window and go to Facebook and you don't close that browser window, but you continue to just navigate away to like other pages. Yeah. So you never close that initial Facebook page. You just, you open that, you're at Facebook, and then you decided to go elsewhere and you keep going. Mm-hmm. If you never close that window, Facebook tracks everywhere mm-hmm. you go after that initial engagement with them until you close that browser window. Yeah, it's because they it's, probably even found a way to get around that by now. That's probably old news. Yeah, well, it's because it's an active cookie and the cookies just track all the motion that's on the, that's, that's in the browser. So if the browser's still yeah. open and you're, you know, you're using other, other data. That's why, that's why the VPN is, is important, you know, and that's another one. People don't realize, you know, people, a lot of people don't even know what a VPN is, to be honest. They don't understand it and they don't know. They don't know. I didn't get it till a couple of years ago. But you know what? at, At this point, you almost have to have it. You have to, you, you really need to have a VPN so that your IP cannot be relate linked to your data, you know, and, 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 and what's, what's ironic is the VPN companies are making it easier than ever to get it. And still the market share is, is like less than one. I think I saw this week, less than 1% of internet users use a VPN. And that is absolutely frightening knowing that with everything that's going on, 99% 99% of the people that are using the internet at all do not do anything to protect themselves because let's say if, if it's 99%, what percentage of those people do you think are actually going to their bank, online banking, or just checking their balance or making a payment? I would say a big number. Right. And, and they're passing their fucking usernames and passwords and, and accounts and all that stuff through their browser. You know, they're passing all that information out there. And it's like, dude, use a fucking VPN. Don't let Google track that shit from you. Don't let fucking Facebook have that information. Don't let Twitter have that information. Don't let well, Bing have that the, information. One of the other scary things. I just got reminded of you mentioned Google is how embedded they are in things like the schools, you know, where all mm-hmm. the schools now have the Chromebooks and things like that. And probably, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, some school board meetings that go on here in my town, you know, the, the people up at, up at the dais, you know, the school board uh, members right. themselves are using like Google docs and mm-hmm. whatever the other apps are to make their presentations sure. and do their things. And so, and they're probably using that because they have some agreement with Google and they probably Mm -hmm. use it throughout the entire school system. And they're just one of many. And that's, you know, so it's, yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of talk of like uh, regulating these companies, which I don't know is the right idea either, you know, declaring them to be monopolies engaging in antitrust activities um, because, you know, there are issues with regulation as well. Um, But, I, I do think that the best alternative is yes for, you know, um, I, I don't know if there's any 
uh, you know, conservative or, you know, like-minded investors out there who see an opportunity. But like you said earlier, if your people begin to begin building and developing their own platforms mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, for folks to move to them as, as soon as they come online or as soon as they become aware of them, you know, yeah, well, uh, that's why I think like Gab is doing the right thing by uh, owning and operating their own servers. Yeah. Um, because you know, like, look how easily Parler got taken down, and it's just because of their reliance on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's dude, and and the thing is, is that, and and I can't stress this enough. It's not that hard to do. You know, now I, I, I'll be the first one to admit when it comes to techie shit, I am definitely a high end tech guy. I'm not, I may not sound the part because I like to say fuck a lot and I don't ever talk in code, but I am, I'm, I'm definitely in the, in the top 5% when it comes to actual knowledge and ability to do things and whatnot with it. But it, you know, there's not, there's, there's guys, there's tons of guys out there that are much smarter than me. And I was able to literally take the classic metal show and the CMS podcast network and rebuild it completely internal to ourselves within about a two month period. You know, it took some work. It took a lot of effort and, you know, and, but, but I was able to do it and we are definitely already reaping the benefits from it. You know, if, if anchor was ever to go down and kill us because they want to censor something, the CMS podcast network will not even take a blip because it's, 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 um, I have the podcast built into the site as well as with anchor anchor still works. So I use it, but you know, I, I mean, eventually when they kill us, which they will, it's there, the videos, I went and used outside video companies. I'm, I'm not putting anything up on YouTube anymore. I'm using Rumble. I'm using Odyssey. I'm using BitChute. I use the other companies, and and Odyssey is probably going to be the one. I know. I know the listeners all like to like BitChute, or a lot of you guys do. I'm thinking that Odyssey is probably going to be the way to be in the in the longer term future, just because it's it, think Napster. It's kind of like Napster. Like all your videos are up and they're out in the out in the wilderness but there's really no way to take them down because they're just feed across a bunch of different servers. So, you know, it's, it's that whole blockchain thing and, and, and it, and it works really well and it's easy to use. So I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Odyssey as well as BitChute right now, but you know, that's, that's a whole, whole nother thing. Go ahead. Well, I think, I think that that was, that was, you know, really, uh, you know, great foresight on your part and, uh, you know, taking that initiative so early that you did with the CMS because you guys, for the content that you do and, you know, as, as freely as you speak about everything, you know, from the language mm-hmm. to the topics to whatever, no taboos, no. Um, that kind of thing, as you know, is heavily under fire. And mm-hmm. I feel it's only, even though, you know, you know, you might feel, oh, you know, maybe the CMS, you know, it's, it's big or it's not so big or whatever. It's only a matter of time until you, because I know, you know, um, you do some great interviews. Like, for example, I loved your, your Rick, Ricky Ross interview oh, and things like that. And when you have a provocative guest on, maybe not somebody from just some you know, run-of-the-mill metal band, but mm-hmm. if, you, if, you, if you get that kind of sweet interview with the right kind of person again, and you have somebody on your show that says the right thing, and whether Blabbermouth picks up on it or it, it gets out there somehow, 
you guys that you know the minute you get that type of attention and people maybe hear some archive shows or hear whatever mm -hmm. they're going to be on you guys like you know i mean they already have been to a degree with different like facebook bannings and things like that but it the the full-on full-court press would happen if if like you know the mass the masses ever got wind of what you guys are doing here on the cms sure. you know so so for when that day comes that's awesome that you're well prepared right now, you know, because for the listeners of the show who love it for what it is, I mean, where else are you going to get this? Korea, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's the whole, that is the whole thing, dude, is it, it really is. You're right. It, it's very surprising. We haven't got hit yet, you know, cause we've had, we've had all kinds of, of negative shit and we've been flagged a million times. I, I mean, literally our YouTube channel has been flagged. Most of it's copyright stuff, but some of it is hate speech stuff and all that other horse shit. We've been flagged yeah. probably 500 times. I mean, I'm not even exaggerating the number. You know, I, I mean, we've, when, when we were trying to monetize the channel, every goddamn thing was, was, was limited content. Everything. Every episode we would put up, even if it was an interview. Interview with Ricky Rocket from Poison. Oh, that's dangerous. Look out. It's like, whoa. You know, how is that dangerous? And, and, I, and I know some of the stuff we look, I understand that some of the stuff we say is not for everybody and that's fine. You know, as far as I'm concerned, I, I give more of a step than I even need to by flagging everything like on the podcast and everything as explicit. If you go to like Apple podcasts, every, every episode of the show has the little E next to it saying, yeah, you're going to hear some profanity. You're going to hear some stuff you might not like, you know, um, that's all I owe anybody. I don't owe anybody, any, I don't owe anybody, any niceness. I don't owe them, you know, any, any, you know, politeness. I don't, if you like what I do, maybe that means that I'm old school, but if you like what I do, listen, if you don't go somewhere else, don't ever listen again. Tell all your friends how bad I suck. You know, that, that is an option that everybody has. Cancel culture well, is fucking nonsense. I think there, therein lies the, the problem because people don't, at the end of the day, don't want you to have that freedom to do mm -hmm. what you want to do, to yeah. say what you want to say. Mm -hmm. they, they don't like the fact that that type of freedom exists, yeah. um, which is really bizarre. I mean, I'm 51. Right. So I, I graduated in 87. Uh, I don't, I, I don't really know where this came from. I mean, I kind of saw the begin, beginnings of it about 20 years ago, but, uh, I came from the same era where basically, you know, if you don't like something, you don't, don't support it. You don't watch it. You don't listen to it. You go the other way. You support something else, you know? Um, and what do they got? Like what? Live and let live kind of thing. Right. And, you know, for the most part, I mean, you know, yeah, there's some shit that would go on, you know, back in the day. I mean, you know, uh, I, I was, I'm a little too young to remember, like, you know, a lot of the racial stuff. I mean, meaning like, uh, you know, the, you know, I don't, I don't remember like, you know, the, the segregated restaurants or anything like sure. that, but mm -hmm. I'm old enough to remember, um, you know, different things like, you know, uh, people, you know, the racial stuff that went on in high school and things like that, you know, in the busing programs, you know, but, um, I never, uh, really felt that um 
it, it was like a, a thing that was set up where basically if uh, you had a problem with somebody, you know, you either you duped it out, you talked it out, you whatever, or you just went your separate ways, you know, and it seems like we've gotten into this almost like, um, I don't know what you want to call it, hall monitor like culture, mm-hmm. where it's not, a, it's not enough that like you haven't been taken off a platform or that they've taken Donald Trump off of Twitter or whatever it might be. The answer is, is to erase what they don't like completely, whether it's from a history book, whether it's from what you see on HBO. I mean, I've got the theory about old movies too. I'm a huge fan of, you know, golden age of filmmaking. And there's a bunch of films that I know you can still get, but you'll never see them on cable. And it's probably because of somewhere in the content, there's something that they don't agree with anymore. They can't completely whitewash it from the film, so it's better to just not show it to you at all. Right. You know, and, and it's that type of like um, conditioning or whatever that just because it's been done to them, I don't need them to do it to me, you know. And that's the type of freedom that you have as a podcaster, as a radio host, that a content creator that they can't stand and they want to be able to control that. Right. No, you're right, man. It's you know, it's yeah. a scary time, dude. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of changes that are happening, man. It is it is the way it is. But all right, yeah. bro. Well, all right. let me let me yeah, jump well, out because yeah. Neely just Neely just finally popped in. So let me bring him back in. But dude, thanks for thanks for calling and um, thanks for filling filling some time for me, man. <laughs> no, no problem, Chris. Hey, anytime you need you need the assist, let me know. Bye, right, bro. And, uh, it's been great. Thank you for having me, sir. And on that note, I'll say uh, hail and kill, fuck you, pal, and hand job. There you go. <laughs> All right. There we go. All right. That was a lot of fun, wasn't it? And you know what else is a lot of fun? The CMS Podcast Network. That's right. CMSPN.com is the address. Make sure you go over there. Make sure you watch the episodes there. You listen to the episodes there. And... Maybe you even just subscribe so it's delivered to your phone to whatever podcasting software you use, but do it from cmspn.com. Once again, cmspn.com, cmspn.com, cmspn.com. We'll see you next time, fucks.